Hi, and welcome to episode 61 of Walk to Work. So last week, uh, we started a conversation with uh, that I had with Jenny Souden at Mountain Blues Camp about our experiences teaching at uh, Be Bluesed. Um, during that conversation, uh, I we were mentioning the names of the musicians who were there all week. So they were the, the Lonesome uh, Millionaires with Stefano Ronchi on guitar and voice, um, Henry Carpanetto on piano and organ, the guy whose name I had forgotten, Pietro Martinelli on bass. Um, I never did buy him a beer, so something to look forward to if you're listening in, Pietro. Uh, and uh, Lorenzo Bergamino on uh, drums and washboard. So those are the guys, name check your musicians, uh, buy their music. I think Stefano, uh, one of his albums is uh, with these guys or with a subset of them. Uh, the album in, in Close Embrace, it's available on iTunes, it's available on Spotify, go find it. Um, and so yeah, here is the second part of my conversation with Jenny. Enjoy. Um, but people are in class for many reasons. Yeah. That's the thing I was wondering. So you're saying you came to teaching partner dance. You're like, oh, oh, people use all uh, these words when they're teaching. I better go find them. I can't remember. We talked about this before yeah. recording or just uh, uh, during the recording. Um, do you think there's something specific about partner dancing or about the expectations of people who come to learn partner dancing that means that we use a lot more words? Um, I, uh, I think one of, so when I, I came into, uh, cause I find there's more talking in some partner dance classes than there are in other styles of partner dance classes. Mm. And I think sometimes that goes along with the style. Sometimes it goes along with the culture that it's being taught in or the culture the dance came from mm-hmm. and, and all these different things. Um, I, I guess there, there are many reasons why I guess that there are more words within, um, we'll talk about blues dancing specifically because we've been talking about be bluesed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of them is at least in the States for a long time, now there's more variety, but there were a lot of people that had a background in uh, engineering of mm-hmm. some kind. And so that's a way of thinking also. It's not just a job, but it's also a way of thinking. And so people, there are a number of teachers actually that I talked about, I've, I've talked to on the East Coast, uh, especially in Philly, who were talking about how that influences how they teach. Mm. And it influences what's effective in class. Yeah. Right? And so this gets into teaching to your crowd. But then eventually that starts a f- like shifting the dance. Mm-hmm. Because how, how you share a thing is how it will, will be done. Yeah. And not, not just what you share, but how you share it. Mm-hmm. Um, it you could simulate that to food this is where we simulate culture a lot is so if I if I am serving you my culture for food and there would be a big difference and let's say I'm giving you the same dish right mm-hmm. the, the food is exactly the same but it would be very different to uh, give this to you and, and send it home with you mm-hmm. versus you eat in my home so the location is different um, versus 
I give you something, but I eat something different. Like there's all these things and it, it's not always a matter of being rude or not. Um, it's really just a matter of how. Yeah. And if in my culture, it's common that everyone eats at the same table, it would be, it would be more sharing my culture that I eat with you the same thing. Mm -hmm. But if in my culture, um, people are more, um, they have more of their own space and individuality, it would be more respectful in my culture to give you something that I think is good for you. And I wouldn't think otherwise that I eat something that is good for me. Mm -hmm. You know, like it could be something as simple as uh, a diet thing. Like I, I know that you eat meat and so I'm going to make you a dish with meat. And I'm making this up by the way. Um, <laughs> and, and maybe I don't eat meat. And so I'm just going to make myself something different. This would still be, this would still be a version of being nice but I've now shared my culture in a, a different way. Yeah, that's really funny. Cause By the way, I eat meat. Go ahead. <laughs> I'd, never th I'd never thought of that connection. Uh, but uh, to me, sharing a meal with someone, unless we go out to a restaurant, implies having the same food. Mm -hmm. So each of us, so for example, sometimes uh, my partner and I don't want the same food. Uh, but for me, if uh, she cooks her food and I cook my food, mm -hmm. and then we eat together, that yeah. doesn't count as sharing a meal. Oh, interesting. I, I mean, I'm happy to do it. As yeah. so long as ahead of time I have the expectation, this is what we're going to do. But if like we had set up a meal date, this would not count as a meal date. No way, no shape, no how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where one of my best friends in New York, if she would say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order from this sushi restaurant. Do you want to add to my menu on the mm -hmm. phone? And, and I consider this having lunch together because we will talk. And, and share and exchange in this moment for maybe about an hour. And, and I'll not even see what she's ordered. And mm -hmm. I will order anything that I want, not necessarily always sushi from this restaurant. And then it's a mystery and we probably each got something a little extra to share mm -hmm. with each other, but we also have our own dish. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I think, I think how you share a thing can eventually affect the dance, which I think that um, longer conversation has definitely happened within blues. Yeah, and that's also for a longer conversation, but like blues being a black dance and how would you share a black dance as opposed to a bunch of engineers sharing dance to another bunch of engineers, Yeah. Uh, which we're moving away from. Uh, I say this as, a, as an engineer. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, I think, I, think, I think we are, I think it's becoming more I think it's been known for a long time, but I think it's becoming more public that we're talking about it and are actually making actions in a good direction. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, which is nice, but I think we still work on it. Yeah. I'm not to say that we're not done. Um, so yeah, would, uh, I think you mentioned earlier a couple of things that you'd be like, for this, I would definitely use words. And otherwise, assuming people are able to cope with learning the thing without words, probably it'd be fine. Uh, or possibly even better because we say it has, it has a bunch of advantages. I think that you, mostly, it's the, mostly it's the social things that I think need words. Do, what do you mean by social things? Asking someone to dance. Mm -hmm. What do you do at the end of a dance? If something goes wrong, what happens? Um, the, the what if situation. Um, and to say this is okay, this is not okay. Right. Um, or... So I think for social things, and also, uh, also I would say that uh, embrace, like 
being in close embrace or embrace as, as you may call it, um, the talking a little bit about this because if this goes wrong the social between those two people can go wrong mm -hmm. even if both are super well intended they they can both walk away from this dance and either be like yes or be like nope yeah and and reminding people and i think that gets taps into the social even though we're talking about a style of connection uh-huh and i think the other thing is safety things so if it, if it was any sort of lift or something that happens like super quick the idea of like where how you're protecting your body i think i referenced earlier the idea earlier in our conversation mm -hmm. an idea of like a texas tommy yeah yeah and it, saying a couple things about that because it's a vulnerable when your hand is behind your your arm is behind your back and your elbow is bent this is now um a position of the body that can get that you can get injured by. Yeah. Does Texas Tommy maybe also fit into kind of a category of illusions where people who aren't used to watching movement or who aren't used to watching partnered movement might be like, oh, I see what's going on here. You shove the hand behind the back and you pull hard on it. <laughs> and I, I think that is actually, I, I joke very often in classes that I, I very much believe that dance is optical illusion mm. in, in many ways. Yeah. It looks... I mean, I think the easiest example outside of this one that you just that you just said was the is the idea of it looks so easy, and then you start learning it. <laughs> like, why is it not that easy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was wondering, um, like uh, uh, t this morning, you taught a class, uh, a pair of classes on starting a dance and ending a dance, yep. and part of it is interesting because it was the directly it was the social and talking about how that works and how it can work and how we can think about it uh, and other parts of it was uh, specifically connecting to the music because we had these great live musicians yeah Stefano was with with me in this class it was really it was really a, a pleasure to do this with him uh, and like would you would there be a format for teaching that class with a lot fewer words or does the words really help for like pointing out oh here's the thing in the music this is the name of that thing. Let's listen for that thing. This is where I think now this is like a concept class. Mm -hmm. And I, I think concept classes need more words mm. because now it's the social side a bit, but also it's, I want people to be able to walk away with a concept they could use in many ways. Where if I'm teaching a movement class and it's like, well, this is the movement we're working on. It's really great to just use the body because the body is what you're going to be using. But if I want you to be able to use the concept of ending your dance with a, with a, on a button, like on the bee 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 dee dee doo, and that being called a button in music. Mm -hmm. And so having you being able to like end on that beat, no matter what comes before it, and not just to this one song that we happen to hear, or even these two songs, yeah. endings we happen to hear. I want you to be able to do it to any song, or use that, again, now use that as a concept, yeah. and not just as a only in this situation. And I guess that's the same thing with uh, last year's classes at Blues. we did the alignments, uh, and I think there's, there's a 
thing for getting people the alignments in people's bodies because that's been historically a challenging thing. I think people are doing a lot better now that ballroom in tends to be more travelly mm-hmm. and generally people are actually kind of moving their spine a lot more when doing the walking mm-hmm. and don't find the whole concept of oh, there's a really weird technical word called contrabody and I have no clue what it is or why. I think also <laughs> whenever anything is in the scene, um, again, publicly, because things are always in the scene, always, mm-hmm. forever. Uh, but when things come out and are being in the scene more publicly and talked about more publicly and more people are coming in and teaching it in their way, I think that now we get more approaches to teach a thing mm-hmm. as opposed to one way to teach a thing that maybe everybody will get, but maybe not everybody. I'm a huge fan of uh, finding your teacher, Mm -hmm. and you could get something, you could learn something from every teacher, but finding a teacher that speaks your language, and I I don't mean German or French or Spanish or English, but (laughs) just the way they teach makes sense to you. And I think that that is so powerful. I think when you find someone that teaches in a way that makes sense to you, not everyone in the room will feel that way. And this Mm -hmm. is why it's so good to have so many different teachers. Like having the four teachers in Be Bluesed. It was so good to have four different bodies example the things that we were exampling. Yeah. We're, almost, we're, we're kind of out of time, actually, because I wanted to keep something under 30 minutes, but eh, let's go for it. Yeah. Um, I was wanting to ask, uh, the last thing uh, was, um, one of the things I really appreciate about uh, week-long camps like the one we're doing is that you construct the series of classes with a flow, and also then you get to meet the students, and what you see on Monday on Tuesday, you're like, hey, everyone is having trouble, Uh, they're stressed out, they need some work on their diaphragms, and Catherine's like, okay, I'll do some work on the diaphragm, that's cool. Um, And you can fit that in, and we did kind of, because we had to plan the classes together for the whole weekend, we created a flow that goes from Saturday through to the end of Saturday, through to Sunday, through to the end of Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, um, What what kind of things can we do uh, with that, uh, that we kind of, are less able to do um, in different uh, styles of teaching or do we make up for it in other ways? To be able to have a flow across yeah, the weekend? Yeah. I think it gets into what's the goal. I think very often the classes that are chosen are based on either the oh, that, that are chosen for the weekend is based on the idea of people getting a variety mm-hmm. or are based on, well, the band is playing Delta tonight on Friday. So we should definitely have a Delta class that, like before the dance on Friday. Oh, Saturday is Chicago blues. So Saturday should definitely have Chicago blues. But now it's based on an immediate, Mm -hmm. as opposed to what movements would add to each other, would would, uh, uh, not add, but layer on each other well. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And also more and more we're, a lot of weekends are not choosing to uh, to have us be in groups of levels, which I have no judgment on. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're not in separate groups where I know these people are group one, I know these people are group two, but now a lot of weekends are more going towards choose your own adventure. Yeah. But it means that every single room that I will teach in, there will be, ver- there'll be a very different group every time. So it's hard to get a 
a flow when I don't, I don't see the same group of people. Mm, so if you had like not a choose your own adventure and you had maybe group one three times in the weekend and between time one and time two, uh, they have some other teachers, you don't necessarily know the details of what those other teachers taught, but all your students actually had that experience and they're coming into your class two with the background of class one and with whatever they got in the middle. Yeah. Uh, it also means that the organizers, it, it's a hard, it's hard to even allow the organizers to create flow for participants at a weekend because they don't know what classes you're going to go to. Mm -hmm. Like maybe, uh, maybe all of your classes that you ended up going towards were all Chicago blues and turns. Mm -hmm. And that's all, any class that was under those two topics, those are the only two things you took classes on. Now there's, it's kind of nice sometimes to choose your own adventure because now you get to focus on what you want to focus on in your dance. Mm -hmm. But now it's up to you as a participant to create flow in the weekend. Yeah. As opposed to the organizer offering you flow or the teacher giving you flow. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that becomes an individual choice. And the organizers can influence... Um, they can influence it greatly by having the same hour always be the same general idea. Like the first hour, it's all jazz and all these different elements that would happen within jazz. And maybe the second hour, it's all, you know, and so on. It's all one thing. So no matter what class you took, you know that people would be hearing and moving in a, in a way that complements this style the style mm. of movement or all of them are embrace different music but everyone's been working on that dance position mm -hmm. so if everyone's been work like for example if everyone was working on dance position for the first uh, an embrace a close embrace dance position for the first hour and then the second hour was all working on a, a, a close embrace jazz mm -hmm. even if the music was different in the first hour everyone there's now a crossover yeah. And so now they're using something very specific in the next one. And so do you see people either in the Choose Your Own Adventure or in the um, variety of teachers um, teaching their own classes, uh, do you see or like organizers trying to construct flow or asking uh, a lead teacher to construct flow or something like that? I find uh, often that there are some events where organizers are attempting to construct flow. I think we talked about Blossom Blues this past year um, making attempts, uh, Nadia making attempts to make this happen. Um, and In brackets, I think it was Paulina who was organizing this past year. Although Nadia might have been back it on was. the actually, Polina, actually, Nadia was working on the music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Polina that I was talking to. Um, yeah. No, oh, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, I find that a lot of weekends there's uh, an attempt to make flow throughout the weekend when you have a bunch of different teachers. Um, but sometimes it comes too late. Mm -hmm. It's like the week of the event. And then I get an email like, what are you teaching? put your classes into this spreadsheet so then we can create flow. And I'm like, okay, well this, this might be not the best time slash now you need something from me now mm. or in <laughs> two days. And, and that also implies that I'm not working on other weekends mm -hmm. or are currently working on something 
let alone have due dates for other things as well. So I, I think that gets a little difficult. Um, I find if you're doing like a last minute flow situation, because also, yes, teachers have tons of classes in their repertoire to be choosing from, but if you're creating flow, you might be using a class you've already done. You might be making up a new class. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just gets into to, to really specialize in whatever it is that we're going to do. No teacher has a class on everything already ready. At that point, when you start to feel that you are ready for anything, it's because you have an understanding and confidence about how you would express things that have come up in your dance. But first off, there will always be something new. (laughs) But there will also always be crossover from something else you already know. Mm. Like, I feel confident that if someone told me, okay, we want a class on... Because that's a private lesson, right? That's what happens in private lessons all the time. Mm. And you construct that. And then you construct it within a couple minutes. And then you're like, cool, we'll start here, we'll go here, we'll go here. Or And maybe in the moment, maybe it's... Oh, we're going to start with A. Oh, A went like this. Let's go to F and not B. Mm-hmm. Right? And, but now you're flowing with the group. So I think that this kind of creating flow either needs a, an advance, uh, a, to work on it further in advance in the calendar year. Um, and I see some events do this where they'll put in classes. I'm going to choose these. Or event, it's very common that I will ask an event, is there anything you'd like specifically from me uh, or theme for your weekend? And then based on whatever that answer is or not, uh, I will offer classes for them to choose from. I find this pretty common with a number of teachers. Is that also a thing that happens for like single teacher weekends? Uh, Or maybe um, um, uh, uh, either teaching partners or um, but just like there's... The, the headliner instructors for the weekend and maybe there's some local teachers teaching something or maybe there's not maybe it's just like yeah a smaller focus workshop yeah. um yes or no mm-hmm. this now comes up this now is a decision on that the organizer makes uh i think it's good to know something coming in i like asking this question about what their goal is or what they think their scene could work on because then we're just more likely to get to the goal yeah and then you have like hey do people say hey can you send me a list of classes and I'll choose what I'd like you to teach this weekend or are they like here's some students here's kind of what they know here's some people they've had classes with recently and some stuff they worked on both are common Uh uh-huh both are common I I wouldn't say that one is more common than the other at this point Um, it's more it's just more common that when you're at weekends with multiple teachers that they ask for classes so they can choose so then there's a balance across the teachers which I think is smart mm-hmm. cool any last words about the blues um as you said in the beginning we are both back there again that's true uh, so that's pretty exciting uh, and that's coming up pretty soon so be blues will be really fun to go back to again and also it's different it's different groups of teachers this time yeah. around, so it'll be fresh all over, which is great. And also two groups of teachers, uh, which is going to be different from, from last year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Jenny, you'll be teaching with Annetta and Jay. Yep. And um, uh, I'll be teaching with uh, Flower, Flower Alfredo. And Alfredo, yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. I'd say uh, if I, 
if I can do a little commercial plug of, of future weekends. If you hadn't asked, I would have asked you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh, Blues in the Hood in the UK is coming up just this next weekend. Yeah, I'll so, be there, Huddersfield. Awesome, I will see you there. We have some great musicians coming up. I don't know if Rosie has a message you about them. I have. So good. I have looked them up already. <laughs> well, I have YouTubed them, let's be fair. <laughs> And then after that, be bluesed. Uh, then Glasgow Slow, I'll be in Scotland, nice. up in your neighborhood. And then Drag the Blues in Spain. Uh, actually, that'll be with Jay again uh-huh. for myself. Uh, my next US event coming up is gonna be Signifying Blues in LA, which I'm excited. It's only their second year. And it sounds like, without going into grave detail, I'm really looking forward to this fresh, uh, fresh approach to a weekend and what it can be, very similar to how the blues has been a fresh approach to a yeah. weekend. I was really excited last year uh, about the idea of Signifying Blues and like they were having the announcement and saying it's going to be this thing, it's going to be great. And then I didn't actually follow through with what did they actually do. So I need to, I need to go find out about that or we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it after. <laughs> and I, I'd say my, my first, my first like 2020 New Year's gig in January is actually going to be back in your neighborhood again for uh, Black Label Blues. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, so so that's uh, just next to Edinburgh. Absolutely. I'm excited about that. I'm definitely, um, uh, I'm definitely of the whiskey mind. Yes, exactly. You <laughs> share that love of wine and whiskey. It's <laughs> great. So yeah, thank you so much. And, and also thank you for not also, not only inviting, inviting me to, to chat with you and, and share and share this conversation, but also the things that you said in the beginning about be bluesed and and working together for the first time. Mm-hmm. I not only I <laughs> I honor you sharing this with me because it's somewhat vulnerable, but it's also obviously from what you said is is very flattering. And <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. Oh thank you. Yeah. I was really excited to hear you. I think uh, some of my listeners will be really excited to hear you as well. They've been like, hey, you recorded a thing. Can you ask uh, Jenny and can you ask Gabrielle and can you ask Jess what they thought? And at some point I'll see if I can ask Jess and Gabrielle. Awesome. Uh, But really excited to to hear your perspective. So that was cool. Sweet. Thank you very much. Thank you. We have some dancing and amazing Italian food to get to. So I think we'll go do that. Let's get it. Yeah. So my usual sign off is... uh, We'll see you guys next time. Until then, take care.